The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You are in store for one hell of a ride. Let me just set the stage for you. So what I'm wearing should tell you just about everything. Okay, so I'm wearing a pair of pink leggings, a giant oversized Tupac concert t-shirt, no bra, hair up in a ponytail, hasn't been washed in three days. Half of my lashes are falling off. Makeup is all over the place. I'm wearing my furry platform Uggs and my back is freaking killing me. <laughs> so yeah, that's what kind of show you're about to get. All right, put your seatbelt on. We are going for a ride. And this ride is taking us right now to the, I'm going to a place to donate so many items, so many items. And the back of my car is loaded to the brim with those storage boxes that I'm hoping I can, I'm shipping my car to Florida. I'm shipping my car to Miami and I put a bunch of boxes in my car and you're really not supposed to do that, I guess. But let's just see, if I can't get away with that, well then at least everything's all boxed up and I can ship it UPS if I need to. But last time I, they said, don't put any boxes or you know, no items are covered that are in your car and I put stuff in my car and it was fine. So I don't know, wish me luck. She's breaking all the rules. But we're driving right now to go drop off, like let's see, five bags of clothes like clothes that I really should be selling and donating. I mean, I am donating, but I should be selling and then donating the proceeds to Alzheimer's. But like, there isn't enough time. There just isn't any time. And nothing will force you to get your ass in gear and to become a minimalist and to just let go of things like moving. So I talked about this on my stories. I think I sent it in last week's newsletter as well. Are you guys on my newsletter? You should be on my newsletter. So I changed the format of my newsletter. It just comes out every Friday and it's super simple. All it is is, okay, some gadget that I'm in love with that I've probably found on Amazon, which a lot of times you're not seeing my stories on Instagram every day. So you're missing some good shit. So I put that every single week. I'm going to share with you like some amazing find, usually like two or three. And then what it is I'm listening to. So if it's like an audio book or a podcast and then what it is I'm watching. So usually a documentary and then what it is I'm like kind of obsessed with. So that's the new format for the newsletter. You should get on it. It's every Friday. I'll put a link to it right at the top of our show notes. And I talked about this book last week. Okay. You know that every January, for those of you who've been here for a long time, every January I have done the declutter series, right? And it's like a series of podcasts. You can go back and listen to last year because it's really pretty timeless information. It's not like decluttering changes until this year. And you probably noticed I didn't do a decluttering episode. And let me tell you why. Because it's already been done. It's been done a lot better than I could have ever done it. Shout out to this author. I should probably get her on the show. Okay, hold on. Let me pull up the book. Decluttering at the Speed of Life. This book is phenomenal. One of the things that has really saved my life this week, decluttering and who, who wrote it? The author is, stand by. Her name is Dana K. White. 
And so what's great about this book, so if you really need to declutter, yeah, you can go back and listen to my previous podcast episodes, but I'm telling you, this book is far superior. It is so good. It is so good. And she really like dispels every single argument that you or I have probably had about why we can't let go of, you know, little Brocky's baby clothes or why it is we feel like we have to sell things or we have to find somebody who could use or need this thing. Like she really just blasts all of those stupid arguments that we have in our head. And here's the thing. When you are a creative person, when you are somebody who like, it just doesn't matter. Even if you're a very organized person with maybe like one exception, the only person I can think of who isn't this way is my friend, Dr. Michaela. Like she literally is so good at just getting rid of things like immediately. It just, she's so good at it. But I have, every year, I kind of have to go through this process. And I feel like I'm getting better and better at it. One thing that's really helped is not having such a big house. The house that we raised, you know, the kids in, the house was a mammoth. It was ginormous. And because of that, there are all these extra bedrooms that no one ever stayed in. Well, I mean, guests would stay in them, but like they don't fill the closets. So then you just buy things you don't need and you hold on to them. And if you've got this, and that's part of like the kind of cornerstone of her book is like, if you think of your house as a container and your closets as a container and your cupboards as a container, and if things don't fit, then that means you've got to get rid of things because you don't have a big enough container. And the problem isn't to get a bigger house. The problem is you don't need that many things. So it totally helped me like today as I was going through my drawer full of jeans of which I've worn none I've I've worn jeans. When's the last time I wore jeans? I bought a new pair of jeans like a couple weeks ago, and they're black jeans. So I don't even know if those count as jeans. But those are like the first jeans that I've put on in like I don't know, maybe a year. I swear. And so here I am today, going through all of my drawers, like emptying everything out and going like, what do I need to donate? What do I need to take to Miami? What do I need to store? And I'm going through this giant drawer where I've got like seven, eight pairs of black jeans. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pairs of blue jeans. I mean, that's not abnormal. That's after me like minimizing earlier in the year. And I'm going through this, I'm like, wait, okay. I don't wear jeans. So I need one, two, two pairs of black jeans, maybe two pairs of blue jeans, like a, a dark denim and a light denim or like a baggy pair and a, you know, more flattering pair. Like, and... I tried them all on. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm, first I'll just eliminate the ones I don't like the way they fit. And then I got down to like, okay, now I have four pairs of blue and four pairs of black. And I just was listening to her book while I was doing this and was like, no, you don't, you don't need that. Like, it's just going to take up space. You're not going to pick the one of each and pack them away. And I did that. I put things in my donation bag that were brand new with tags brand new tags, which in the past I couldn't have done that. I'd be like, Oh, you know, this is money that could go to Alzheimer's research, but you know what? I'm taking it to a charity locally that does an amazing job of helping women and children who are, you know, victims of domestic abuse. And so it is ultimately going to a charity. You know what I mean? So anyways, I highly, highly recommend that book. Here's what I also like about her book. She doesn't talk about organizing. 
I guess she's probably written another book where she does. If somebody knows her, please send her this podcast where I'm going off about her book. And so she really is just helping you to master the mindset of decluttering. Here's another thing I really liked about it. I swear I could have written this book. I'm like, oh, she just thinks the way I think. (laughs) She speaks the way I speak. She gives you the same five rules. And instead of just going over them in the beginning of the book, she goes over those five rules and helps you apply them to each room in your house. Because we just feel a little differently when we're in the garage. And we feel a little differently about these things when we're in our our pantry. But she really helps you to understand, like, no, those same five rules apply. And I love that she has one rule that's just called, duh. It's just like things that are, you just look at it and you're like, duh. No, I just, I just need to donate this. Stop making an argument for why you need to keep it. It's just dumb. You're never going to, you know, rewire that table leg to be a cool avant-garde lamp. You're never going to do it. Duh. Donate it. Get rid of it, you know? And anyways, I really highly recommend that book. And it's helped tremendously to reduce the amount of stress that I felt last year when we went through this process. And I feel really, really good about it. So tonight's our last night. And in fact, Brent and I were like, you know, we were thinking that we would be working all night, but I don't think we will. I think it's like four o'clock right now. I think we're going to be done pretty early and actually be able to enjoy the evening. Is that possible? Is that, am I thinking ahead of myself? I might be, I don't know. Okay, hold on. I got to go drop the stuff off and I'll be right back. I want to mention my pillow that I've been sleeping on that my husband tried to steal from me last night. So I think I mentioned in a previous episode, or at least last Wednesday, I mentioned that I bought this pillowcase. You know, there's lots of silk and satin pillowcases, but I found one that is insane. And then I bought a matching robe. And then I bought the spray that you spray your pillows with before you go to bed or your bed linens. And it's like eucalyptus and lavender, and it smells delicious. I discovered all of those products after initially it was a silk pillowcase from Blissey that made a huge difference for me that I bought because I had was watching a bunch of videos of people talking about like how to repair overly chemically processed hair like mine that's super fine anyways and everyone swears by using a silk pillow. So then I did a little bit of research and found this pillowcase by Blissey and it's not just that it keeps my hair detangled and it's better at night for your hair, but it's also temperature regulating, which is huge. It's also hypoallergenic and you could just like throw in the washing machine. I think it's a wonderful gift. That's why I put it on my gift giving guide as well. So grab one for your friends as we're approaching the holidays or just get one for yourself anytime because everybody loves these pillowcases. I freaking love their robe too. But by the way, over 1 million people have tried Blissey and you can now try Blissey for 60 nights risk-free. Okay, and get this, for a limited time, Blissey is giving my listeners an additional 30% off. That's a total of 55% off. What the what? Yes, plus free shipping. 55% off plus free shipping. Hello, go there. The link is in the show description or just go to blissy.com forward slash Shaleen. Use code Shaleen. That gets you 55% off. That's insane. Stock up. Okay. That feels good. That just feels really good. You know what I mean? So do you do this? Okay, roll call. If you're listening on Patreon, drop a comment below. If you're listening and you are in the pod squad, drop a comment in the pod squad. I want to know, 
have you started to declutter? Do you often do that in January? And are you going to pick up that book? Of course, I could tell you to go listen to my previous podcast, but I'm telling you, like this book is so much better. It's so good. Okay. So the last I talked to you was last, I mean, on a personal level was last Wednesday. If you didn't catch Friday's episode, by the way, that episode is blowing up on YouTube. I posted all three of my leg day routines. Go check that out. Save that episode. I'm telling you, I also showed you in that one how to do all the workouts at home, like how to modify them. So I think it's pretty solid episode. And I think it's got people pretty excited about the fact that I'm going to be adding fitness to phase it up. My workouts are coming to phase it up. That will be happening in February. I think mid-February. That's what we're shooting for right now. And I'm super excited about that because y'all know, ever since I stopped doing consumer workouts, I'm st- I still create workouts every single week. I create them for my friends. I was creating them for my Instagram subscription until that became like a nightmare. And it's just been really fun. I mean, I love doing it. I love teaching women how to lift. And I got a lot of feedback after that episode that people want a beginner workout. And I was like, I need to know specifically what people mean, because the workout that I did, a beginner could do, you would just use lighter weights. And so I asked more questions and let me know if you think I'm, if I didn't get it right in terms of your opinion, but what I heard when I asked for clarification is, oh, so what do you mean by a beginner workout? The feedback I got was that a lot of you have never, ever lifted before. So it's not just like, okay, what's the exercise? It's like, how do I know what size weight to pick up? How do I know what I should be feeling? What is my posture? How, how do I know when you say, you know, you've reached fatigue or failure, what does that mean? How do I know if I'm doing it right? Like alignment and what exercises should I start with? And if I'm like literally just starting out, what should that look like? So that was good feedback because it really kind of forced, you know, when you're at a certain place, you forget what it's like to be a beginner beginner. Like think about, I don't know, anything that you did for the very first time you felt completely lost and then you just do it second nature. You, you forget what it was like when you knew nothing, you know? So I am going to do that video for you. I'll probably put in phase it up as well, but I'll, I'll put on YouTube. So if there's something you're like, and I want to know this, like, what is this? Like what, if you're brand new, I'm not going to do a cardio. I'm going to do all strength training, right? Cause I think anyone can figure out how to do cardio. Just go outside and walk. By the way, I don't think it'll be ready by the time. Maybe it will just in case I'm going to do a 14 day energy reset specifically for women who are like approaching 40 or you know you're in your 50 if you're over 40 and your energy is just tanked well actually frankly you don't have to be any certain age but because I think there's probably a lot of like 30 year olds out there who are just your energy is tanked and you think you're doing something wrong or like this is just normal I'm telling you I can help you get your energy back. And so I put together like a pretty cool lineup of some of my, some of my friends who are experts in this area. It's not going to be a diet thing. It's literally, here's how we're going to get your energy back. And a big component of this is going to be walking. Yeah. So it's kind of like a walking challenge. It's kind of like a, like, let's reset your energy. Let's get your circadian rhythm back on track. Let's improve your sleep. Let's improve how you feel. 
Let's change your mindset. But I think super dope. Very like start where you are. If you if you can only walk five minutes right now, that's your greatest duration. That's where we start. You know what I mean? And I'm going to do like these audibles where I'm going to basically motivate you while we're walking. Not like a, a different than a moving meditation where you'll actually be listening to it while you walk if you want, you know, and, or you can just walk and list, listen to your playlist or the podcast, which you might be doing right now. Maybe you're walking, listen to the podcast, but I'm excited to do that. It'll start in February. It'll be like a 14 day energy challenge and it'll be free. And where was I going with this? Where was I? That's why it's helpful sometimes when Brett is in the room or in the car, because then he can say, you were just about to talk about blah, blah, blah. I know what it was. I was going to say that the last time I talked to you, we were in Las Vegas because I was there to do those podcasts. And it was interesting. Very, very interesting. It was, it was interesting. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I shared a little, a lot more detail on the Patreon last Saturday. You know, that comes out every weekend now. Every Saturday you get a Patreon episode and you get all the back episodes. So you need a little bit more behind this. If you really want the tea, that's where that went down. But I will say that the light, I just got the video edits back from some of the podcasts that I recorded that week or that day. I, I went the next day after you guys heard the recording with Sheba, the makeup artist. She was awesome. And she did such a phenomenal job. And because we both were like, oh, we're, we ain't going to let that happen again. We had great lighting. I was really happy with it. Really happy with it. And I'm interested to see what you guys think when those episodes come out. Usually when I record the podcast, it's just me standing up wherever I am. It's like me in my office. It's me at an Airbnb. It's me in the hotel. And I, I stand for those podcasts now because sitting is like the absolute worst thing you can do for your body. You know that, right? Like that's why your, your body hurts after you've been sitting for any length of time, like your back hurts, your knees hurt, like everything hurts. Cause we were not meant to be sitting. It's like the worst position in the world. Not to mention the fact that that's just inactivity and your body wasn't meant to be inactive and you burn twice as many calories doing nothing, but just standing versus sitting. So if you're just trying to figure out like non-exercise ways of being more active and burning more calories, just every time you sit, just pretend that you, I don't know, just had a BBL and you can't sit down <laughs> or something or like your buns are sunburned and you can't sit. Just tell yourself like, I can't sit. And even if you're just like leaning against a table or get one of those really inexpensive standing desks off of Amazon, it's a game changer. So anyways, we sat for a really, really long time. And my point is this, when we, I filmed some of these podcasts, some of them are like an hour, an hour and a half long podcasts and we're sitting in chairs and it, it's kind of like interview style. It's a little bit more fancy schmancy, a little more polished and professional. The scene is, but I felt like our conversations were much more relaxed I and mean, very conversational. So it'll be interesting to see what you think when those come out. They're not out yet. So I'll tell you when they are. But what I didn't get to tell you was the details about my girlfriend, April, who we went to her party in Houston for, well, it was on like the 31st or something. No, on the 30th, but it was a great Gatsby party. Super fun. You know, we all dressed, we dressed up. You probably saw the photos on my Instagram and I talked a little bit about it on my Patreon, but the full details are this. She had met this guy like 20 days earlier on I think Bumble. Yeah. 
all my girlfriends are on Bumble, Bumble right now. I feel like the dating apps are kind of like bars where there's a hot one and then everyone's like, oh no, we hate that one. And then they go to the next bar and they drop the last one. And I feel like all the girlies right now are on Bumble. Could be wrong. Anyways, she matched with this guy on Bumble and she was like, oh man, I really connected with him and dang it, he's in North Carolina. Shoot. And so she, you know, she's very direct. You've heard her on the show. She's very to the point. And she tells him, oh, I just realized you're in North Carolina. And he's like, so what? It's a flight. And she was like, I loved that energy. And there's something about him that, Shalene, it was just different. And I'm like, whatever. It's been 20 days. You haven't seen him in person. Like, you know, simmer down a little bit. She's 47. And so, but she's like, over the moon about this guy. And so when we get to Houston, we meet her the night before and go out to dinner, her and, and Warren and Roberto and Brett and I, and she is like, no, you don't understand. I have a very strong feeling. I'm going to marry this man. And I'm like, well, when, when do you actually get to meet him in person? She's like, he's coming tomorrow for the party. I'm like, you're meeting him for the very first time at your party. She's like, yeah, he's He's actually coming like an hour before the party He's going to show up at my apartment. I'm like, okay. Like I could not do that. I could not do that. I'm too much of a control freak. First of all, what if I was like not feeling it in person? Now, how do I not have him? Like he could ruin the party for that whole vibe could ruin the party for me. But she's different that way. She would be like, if it didn't gel, I'd be like, all right, see ya. I'm not saying she wouldn't worry about his feelings, but she's just very honest. And so, and also she was like, you don't understand. I already know this is the one. I'm like, whatever. Okay. You know, and I'm like, okay, you know, that's awesome. Yay for love. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work out. So we go to the party and when we walk in, cause you know, you can't be first ones here. We were, we were there still pretty early. So I think there's probably like 10 or 10 people when we got there. But when we get there, she greets us at the door with him. I can't remember what she calls him now. But when, before I met him, she was calling him Mr. Corporate. I can't remember his name. That's bad. But anyways, Mr. Corporate is there to greet people at the door with her. And first of all, I just walk up and I'm like, their vibe and their energy was like, oh, they've been together all their lives. It was really kind of trippy. And then during the party, of course, you know, I'm spying on them the whole time, like just to see like, what's the energy? And I'm watching him and he's watching her like the way you want to be watched. You know what I mean? Like that, I, I know my husband looks at me that way and I catch him looking at me like that all the time. And it just melts my bones. It like disintegrates me. I love it. And I saw him looking at her like that. And I saw her looking at him like that. Now, listen, it could very well, but just be a lust thing. They just met. I get it. But he's, I think he's 50 I think he was married for like 20 years. This all checks in my mind. Like I asked when we went to dinner, all the nosy questions that I ask to figure out if there are red flags. And I really couldn't hear any. That doesn't mean that there aren't any. But anyways, if you're a little bit curious about this and you want to see who these players are, April recorded a TikTok about like she has always been very open about her dating situation. And so she recorded like a series of TikToks and one of them where she kind of like details the situation 
has gone completely viral and it's really fun. And so I will link to that so you can just like see who we're talking about. But get this, spoiler alert, she texted yesterday to our group thread just a picture of, yep, you guessed it, a ring, a wedding ring. I'm like, wait, what is this? And she's like, what do you think it is? I'm like, but, and so I knew she was, she had left from Houston and gone to, I think Barbados with one of her girlfriends. And I knew that he hadn't gone. So I'm like, I'm confused, but I guess he was like, are you okay with me? I'm buying you a ring. So I don't think he's proposed yet, but yay for love and yay for love over 45. You know what I mean? Like, and the dating apps, like I, I almost, I can't think of too many people who I've met in the last 15 years who met their person in person. Trying to think of anyone I know who met their person in person. It feels like everyone meets their person on one of these apps, which is not to say that you won't meet your person in person. I hope that you will. I think that that's obviously still a thing. I just think you improve your odds. Nonetheless, I wouldn't want to do it because my girlfriends let me log in on Bumble for them all the time. And it just gets this point where you're like, oh man, disappointing again. You know what I mean? Like, so one of my girlfriends, I'm like, this is the guy. This guy is the guy. Oh yeah, that's right. Dr. Michaela had a little saga that we discussed on the Patreon with a person she met in person. And as much as I would love to update you on that situation, unfortunately, it's not my story to tell. And she doesn't want to go there yet. So I can't, I can't tell you, but I'll keep bugging her and see if we can't get an update on that. But yeah, so she, she met a person in person. Anyways, I was operating Michaela's Bumble for her because, you know, let me pick. I don't have a lot of experience in the last 30 plus years dating, but I am, I think I'm pretty good at picking them. And like you heard last week, I'm, I think I'm really good at training them, send them to my boot camp, puppy boot camp over here. And so I picked this guy. I'm like, oh, he's a girl. This guy's perfect for you in every single way. And he's, you know, he's not like super hot, but like he's got all the other things and he's cute. And then she said, listen, you're an amateur in these streets. You think these are current photos, but they're probably not. I'm like, no, you can tell these are very recent. Like this is from the summer. And she's like, okay, watch. And so she was like, I don't know what, how she did it. She had like a clever way of asking him for like a selfie that day or I think it was like over Thanksgiving or something. And she was like, yeah, here's a picture of us for at Thanksgiving. Let me see what's going on at your place. And so he sent a picture and I was like, oh, wah, wah. it was like, okay, first of all, you could see that he had lied about his height. And you're saying, Shaleen, how can you tell in a picture? Well, because he was lined up with his family. And unless all the women in his family are six, four and above, he lied about his height. Number one. Number two. First photo we saw him without the hat on. Okay. Some men, let's just face it, look better with a baseball cap on. Don't take that cap off. We're talking, you're going to be knocking boots and you're going to have to tell them, put your hat back on. Some men look great, bald. It's the in-between thing where, okay, ladies, if this is your husband and you don't know how to tell him, 
just cue up this part of the podcast and I'll tell him. We think you look better all the way bald. It looks hot. It's edgy. It's like the rock. It's like, you know, now we don't know if maybe you've lost your hair. Like maybe you've just gone like you're super edgy and just shaved your head. Because you're just like that kind of dude. It's hot. But like the trying to make it stay uh, and then long, but you're balding on top. Mm. No, just shave it all. Just shave it all. Shave it all. It looks great. Shave it all. Hey, what's the worst thing that could happen? You don't like it? It's going to grow back in like two weeks. So what do you have to lose? That's like, that's what I talked my husband into getting his beard. I'm like, if you don't like it, we can just shave it off. But now I freaking love it. Although he did go out to lunch with his, with his mom yesterday. And as moms do, she was like, you know, your beard really makes you look old. And I said, how did you feel about that? He goes, I felt completely indifferent because I know that you love it and you think it's super hot. So I really don't care what my mom thinks. I'm like, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we have decided. I, should, I keep saying I have decided, like, it's, I, but it's true. I am in charge of his aesthetic because he doesn't care. And I, yeah, I don't want him to dye his beard anymore. I like it salt and pepper. I think it's hot. I think it's, you know, it's like more, I don't know. It's more distinguished and I like it. However, the whole thing with the beard and Brett, I, I don't know if it's the beard or what, but like people keep, cause I don't think it makes them like necessarily like so much younger or, but like I keep meeting people in person and they're like, Oh, your son Brock. I'm like, my son it's my freaking husband. What is wrong with your eyeballs? Excuse me? My son? You son of a bitch. Like what? <laughs> or the opposite will happen. Then I don't mind this. Although it's you creepy weird, but like I'll be with Brock and people will be like, Oh, so you and your husband, I'm like, no, this is not my husband. Like, I guess it's just it's the bees. I don't know. Or the beards, the Brett Brock. I don't know. But like, to me, it's like, it's not that hard the same way saying my name, Shaleen, Shaleen, Shaleen. Let's just practice. It rhymes with Celine. Celine is not saline, right? Saline is an implant. I am not Shaleen. I am Shaleen, which rhymes with Celine, like the singer. So let's get that straight. Cause man, I know it trips people out when they meet me. They go back and forth, back and forth. Like, oh God, did I say it wrong? No, no, just remember it rhymes with Celine. It's not that had. One of the biggest challenges when it comes to being healthy, losing weight, maintaining your weight, maintaining your health, of course, exercise, of course. But the bigger factor on all of those things is what we're eating. And it's hard. Like, unless you live with a chef, unless you've got enough time to plan your meals and you're measuring everything out, it, it's hard to eat healthy. It's expensive to eat healthy. And that's why I'm really excited to tell you about Green Chef. Green Chef might just be the solution for you because they take the work out of trying to eat healthy, whether it's during the holiday season or any other busy time. You're eating chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes featuring fresh ingredients, nothing artificial. You can decide exactly what type of meal plan you want. Like you can always choose lean proteins, which you know I'm a big fan of, like turkey and salmon and 
tilapia, scallops, and shrimp. They have certified organic whole fruits and vegetables and eggs that are included in all of their meals, plus whole grain options. Whether you're vegan or keto or paleo, you can choose from eight different meal preferences. You can choose for options for everyday lifestyle, quick and easy, something that's protein-packed, something that's more related to your calorie intake, like anything Mediterranean. That's why I love Green Chef. I love that it's called Green Chef because it's like having your own chef on demand. And right now, as a listener of The Shaleen Show, you get, are you ready for this, 60% off plus 20% off for your next two months. How? How? By going to greenchef.com forward slash 60 Shaleen. And then you have to use my code, 60, Shalene, got it, okay? It's in our show description. You can just click on it while you're still listening to the podcast. I mean, why would you not take advantage of this? Like 60% off plus 20% off for your next two months, greenchef.com forward slash 60, Shalene. And then you have to use my code, 60, Shalene, I can't think of a better time of the year to try Green Chef. You'll love it. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine about what a disappointment the generation that is our kids age like what a disappointment they are in some regards and let me let me explain myself like by the time right now your kid is like three years old they know how to unlock the ipad download a new app delete an app change your settings like they, they grew up with technology We, however, those of us of a certain age, we had to adapt to technology. We took typing class. We took typing in high school. I remember my very first, like the first papers I wrote in college were, I had to print them on a dot matrix printer. Like, no, I think I, at first I think I was using a typewriter and then we went to a dot matrix printer. Like it's, I mean, we have really evolved. Like we had telephones with long cords that you could stretch two rooms down and go lock yourself in a closet so you could talk to your boyfriend. That's what we had. Home lines. Yeah, the, they hung on the wall. Ugly, long, stretched out, mustard yellow cord that you walked three rooms down and then sat on the floor and talked for three hours to your boyfriend. That's what we had. And our kids, however, they grew up with this technology. They have it all. And they laugh at us when we do things like, you know, double tap on things or like try to spread an image and they're like, huh. Mom, uh, hello, so embarrassing. You can't spread that image. Oh, okay, fine. I, so what? Like, calm down. Like, they, they love to mock us about, like, the way we do technology. But yet, here's the deal. We're like the sandwich generation. Because, I don't know if your kids are like this, but all of my girlfriends, we've found this to be true. Like, my parents, I am their tech support. And when it comes to my kids... They can't figure out, like, why do they stumble with tech? Why am I half the time helping them? And when I reach out to them, like, hey, can you help me with this? They're like, yeah, I really don't know. Google it. <laughs> Google it? What? Or Brock's favorite one, he'll say, oh, I don't know, mom, maybe it's a glitch. Maybe you're a glitch. Don't give me that line. I have to be tech support for my parents. I will walk in the door and my parents have saved up every tech question that they've had for the entire year. My dad will like open up his laptop. He's like, can you figure out what's going on here? I'm like, what's going on here is how long have you had this laptop? Okay, nine years. Okay, well, in those nine years, you just every time you opened up something on 
the internet. You just opened up a new window and you never closed any of the windows. So what's going on here is we have 9,000 windows opened. That's what we have going on here. <laughs> or my mom will call me. She'll be like, what? do you know what my password is on Instagram? Mom, how, why would I? What's scary is, so we're like the sandwich generation, right? We were like the sandwich generation. They call the sandwich generation, they call our generation the sandwich generation because we end up taking care of our parents and our kids are at home a lot longer. And I don't even know what you call it, double-decker sandwich generation now because a lot of y'all have your kids living at home and now your kids are having kids. So now you're taking care of the grandkids and your kids and your parents. (laughs) That's like a double-decker generation. It's a lot. It's a lot. We need some boundaries out here in these streets or something. But I I do love them. But I I do feel like tech is such an annoying thing. It, It just can like ruin your day. I mean, you really don't realize how blessed you are if, you know, your partner or someone in your home is like really good at tech. It's so phenomenal. I, I try not to get frustrated with Brett, but some of the things I'm like, you, you're just, you're, you're trying to forget how to do this every time, aren't you? You know, like little things. I'll be like, well, you can just send it to the printer and he'll be like, how am I supposed to do that? I'm like, mm. okay, so I'm not going to get frustrated because I know I have no right to get frustrated because I ask him the same 7,000 questions over and over and over again. And I just have a block for certain information and he has a block for some tech information, I assume. But one thing I've been doing, this is a little hack and you guys, I'm going to tell you this and you're going to be like, uh-huh, duh. But this has helped me so much. Now, when first any of you have time blindness or if your kid has time blindness or your partner has time blindness, use the hell out of Surrey. What I've been doing now, and I, I don't know why it took me so long to figure this out or even where, if I heard someone else do this or what, but now like my assistant will text me and she'll say, Hey, you've got an appointment at two o'clock today. And she'll send that to me at like, say 11 AM and I can get wrapped up in work or whatever. And, and suddenly it's like quarter to two and now I'm going to be late. So when she sends me that reminder, then I immediately, now I'm triggering myself that the second somebody tells me something is on my calendar for that day, I set multiple alarms with Surrey. So I'll say, hey, Surrey, set an alarm for one o'clock that I have one hour left. Hey, Surrey, set an alarm for 1.30. Hey, Surrey, set an alarm for 1.45. And all those alarms are, you guys have not been late for anything. It's shocking. As an adult (laughs) who you know, not tooting my own horn here, but like I've had a certain degree of success and I know this seems like so dumb, but sometimes it's like the little dumb things where you're like, why didn't someone just teach me this dumb little system? Cause I never want to be late. I never want to be late. It's literally a thing. It's not made up. It's a real true deficiency in the brain. They've studied it. Certain people have this where you are unable to detect and estimate the passage of time. So this tiny little hack, and there's so many little things that you just take for granted that you do that make your life easy, that you're just like, other people don't know this. Yeah, it's kind of one of the reasons why I like podcasts so much, because you get these little hacks from other people, and they can make your life a lot easier, a lot better, because I don't ever want to be late, and I don't want to have to have my assistant. My previous assistant would text me, 
multiple times. She would text me at 11 to tell me I had an appointment at two. Then she would text me again at one o'clock and say, you got about an hour before. Like that was part of her job. And now I just told my new assistant, I'm like, you know, let's give this another week or so. But I feel like this is a very solid habit that I'm forming. And the way that you form a habit is by attaching it to something else, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of pretty stoked on that. What other things do you guys use Surrey for? I'd love to know that. And, and is there some other, cause I used to use if this, then that, if this, then that.com other than that program or Zapier, is there a program you guys have used? Cause here's what I would like it to do. Like if I get a, an email from a certain person or if somebody sends me, assigns something to me or says something to me in Asana, I would love for me to get an automatic text message. And I used to be able to do that with if this and that, but I can't figure it out. So is there another program that's better for that? Update on Brett's ring saga. He, it's been, let's see, now almost a week and a half, two weeks. And he is loving it so far. It is considerably cheaper. No membership. It's called Ring Con. R-I-N-G-C-O-N-N. It's very comparable to the Aura Ring. As I said, there's there's another one that we're investigating right now that's apparently like really good reviews on it as well. So I'll, I just don't know the price on it yet. So I'll, I'll get back to you on that as well. You know, it's just nice to have options because it is so cool to be able to track and measure your sleep, to track and measure your activity, your inactivity, your steps, your stress. Like it's so cool to see how it monitors your stress. It's so valuable. I started noticing that, yeah, I'm not even going to get into it. some things that I've noticed recently that have stressed me out. It's something we'll talk about later. Anyways, I really do appreciate that you guys have tuned back in on to my Wednesday episodes it means the world that you're sharing them, that you're double checking to make sure that you're subscribed, you know, because I guess people just keep getting, uns- I don't know why, but these apps, they unsubscribe you. So just double check and make sure if you're listening to this, that you are subscribed. Do me a big, big, big favor. My birthday's right around the corner and all I want for my birthday is for you to write me a review of the podcast and let people know what your favorite episode is, your favorite episode was, what one you'd suggest they listen to, or I don't know, just tell me something about the show that you've enjoyed this year. It would really mean the world to me. That's all I want for my birthday. Words of affirmation are my love language. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.